older games can be superior to newer games. Do you guys see any of these arguments on uh, on Twitter about uh, apparently the head of Sony or someone in charge of uh, PlayStation or whatever was like, he doesn't understand people's obsession with older games and stuff and backwards compatibility and da-da-da. He doesn't think it makes sense for people to play older games. I wonder if he's just saying that because it makes sense for Sony's bottom line or something, or whether he really doesn't understand it. Obviously, the newest games that come out aren't always going to be the best games. There is amazing gaming experiences that newer generations will never experience because the games are less accessible or look less pretty. Bunch of people mentioning in chat that they're playing older games now. I think one of the problems as well is that, like, the taste of the average gamer can be different. Because technology is better now, games that can be can be made that couldn't be made, you know, five, ten years ago, whatever. So while there may have been a market for Heroes of Might and Magic 3 when it came out, you know, 20 years ago, whatever, there's not necessarily one for it now. Like, Heroes of Might and Magic 3 re-released would do well, but if you're going to dedicate your dev time to making a game, you could probably make a game that's better catered to the tastes of people today. I think it's less true for games, but certain types of games can go out of style. And certainly the type of design, like the, the style of a game in terms of its graphics or whatever, can absolutely go out, of, go out of style. Then again, I suppose, like you see all these retro games that are like pixel art and stuff that, that come back in force, trying to keep back alive how games looked back in the day. Like Shovel Knight, for example. But even Shovel Knight, the devs um, obviously didn't want to exactly replicate the style of the past because it was limited by the hardware. They wanted to take the essence of what made those pixel art kind of games look the way they did, but still make it look good, you know? All I'm saying is, if you haven't played Heroes of Might and Magic 3, you are missing out. That's all, I'm, that's all, all that this conversation is about. And if I had a billion dollars, I would buy some stake in the well, 3DO or whatever company controls the IP for Heroes of Ma Magic, and I would get them to completely finish the remaster for the game, rather than just doing what they did, which is remaster the basic bitch version with no DLCs, with, a, with like one-tenth the content of the final version. Like, why can't these companies just reach out to these fan modders and be like, look, You've made this amazing fan mod, you've added so much to the game, you've added balancing and new artifacts and new races and stuff. We'll give you this amount of money or this percentage of the sales and we'll distribute it. We both make some money. Surely there's legal reasons why they can't do this. Or there must be some practical limitations, I'm not sure, but it just, it just on the surface seems like it's such an amazing idea. That's what Sega did. I mean, they hired the dude who made a lot of mod didn't they hire the dude who remastered or um, reverse engineered or something older Sonic games? Like he made mods and stuff, and so when Sega was uh, getting around to making their own remastered version of, of Sonic, you know the um, what's it called? Um, Sonic Ma Sonic Mania, yeah. They had that guy um, be very much so involved, right? Mojang did it for that dude who created the horse mod. Yeah, so why don't they do more of this? These seems to be these seem to be the exception to the rule rather than rule the rule. Like with games that are like heavily modded, heavily modded, when they're making the next version of the game, it's hard to imagine that they aren't just gonna copy some of the best mods into the new game, you know? Like Skyrim 6, like they aren't gonna go, okay, what were the most popular mods 
for not, not Skyrim 6, Elder Scrolls 6. It's not like they're going to not look at the top mods for Skyrim and take inspiration from that. In a weird way, the most popular mods for a game show what the developers should put into the game, you know? At least on some level. It's not necessarily true that what modders want is what the wider fan base wants. Because it's possible for mods to add such complexity to a game that if that was in the base game, that it would be such a barrier to entry for the, the regular audience that the game would never sell. Because a lot of mods do that. They, they massively make the game complicated. And so like your, your average person who just wants to play a fucking video game wouldn't understand what the hell is going on. The lore explanation for switching characters in GTA 5. What is the canon reason why switching is a thing in GTA 5? You don't exist in the world of GTA 5. Therefore, the idea of character switching doesn't either. It is as if everything that you're doing as a character is what that character is just doing in the world, you know? It seems like being a VTuber would be a pain. Well, I think the VTubers are blowing up, good for them. I think it's kind of cute. It's wholesome little channels. Okay, not all of them are wholesome, obviously, you know what I'm saying? It seems like a huge pain in the ass, though, I'm not gonna lie. Because, like, have a, a really good one of these things, it seems as though you're... You can have buttons for different expressions and stuff, like you feel something, so you press a button and your character looks sad and happy and shit. Like, maybe one day, like, there will be, um... No, because, um, uh... Code Miku, uh, his name? Yeah, she... Her, her system seems a lot more refined. She, like, wears a full suit or whatever, right? Like, I'm sure you wouldn't need to press buttons if you had, like, a, a tracking mask or something. Like, you put particular receptors on your face that detect when you move particular muscles and stuff, and then your character could more accurately display what you're doing. A full suit that cost her $35,000? God damn. So clearly the technology exists out there to create a VTuber persona that perfectly maps you as a person. But even Code Miku's thing isn't perfect, and clearly it isn't uh, user-friendly for a, a layman, you know? Is HTC Vive mouth and chin trackers now? Hmm. I suppose it'll end up in the same way that a uh, fantasy can be more interesting than real life. I wouldn't be surprised if one day one of the top 10 creators or whatever is, is a VTuber whose entire thing is a, an absolute persona down to every frame of who they are. I mean, some of the top content creators are fake as fuck. Why not also have a completely fake body image as well? So basically, PewDiePie doesn't exist. Who actually believes PewDiePie exists? PewDiePie is as real as Australia and Atlantis. Don't be taken in by the marketing people. It's, it's all a ruse to get you to buy muffins. Any purchase of muffins that you've made, it's because of PewDiePie. It's just, just part of the system, man. Sheep will wake up. Spending $100 on Uber. Do I ever ride trains? In real life, I have no reason to commute anywhere. When I was younger, I really wanted trains to exist in my region, because getting to the city to go out drinking and stuff was a huge pain in the ass. And when they finally built trains, I'm now too old to do that shit. So all that passed me by. Very disappointing. I'll be real with you, chat. I do have a bit of money these days, and I go out so infrequently. So infrequently. We're talking like twice three times a year before COVID, not including family things, of course, that if I really did need to go somewhere I wanted to drink, uh, where I wanted to drink, I would just get an Uber. 
even if it costs me $100. It's almost like when I go out, any expense is justifiable because I know I go out so infrequently. <laughs> Why wouldn't Uber be so expensive? We're talking Australian dollars, so that's, you know, uh, 75 USD. I know it'd probably be 80 USD now. And then it depends on the time of day and how far I'm traveling. Because it might cost $100 during peak time to go from the outskirts of Sydney to the city. You know, it's like an, it's like an hour plus drive. You also, because you're paying for the inconvenience as well, that you're putting them in the middle of nowhere. But I suppose in the city, I mean, it wouldn't be $100. But I'm, I'm just saying, I've definitely had Uber rides that are like 100 bucks, Traveling an hour and a half or whatever. Should your partner pick your deodorants? I would never buy expensive soap. Am I missing out, chat? Should I be buying expensive soap? I don't think I've ever done this. Wait, do you, like, ask your significant other to pick you out deodorants? Or cologne and stuff? They'd be the one who'd most be impacted by your smell. Isn't, is that a thing? Clone yet, no deodorant? Maybe it's just, it'd just be weird to ask a person that? I think they'd be very considerate. And you, your wife picks the worst cologne, so you're unable to attract other women, just in case. She's willing to deal with the terrible smell, just to reduce your chances of, of leaving them. <laughs> Strategic, you know. Honey, are you, are you sure this is a good smell? It smells terrible. No, no, no. It's, it's great. Trust me. It's serving the purpose that I needed to serve. <laughs> Imposing limitations to make a game harder. I make every mission look dumb and easy. I mean, as with most games, when you know how to do something, it becomes a lot easier. Like Dark Souls seems to be a really, really hard game until you've beaten each of the bosses 10 times and you know all their attacks. What makes the game harder again is when you put limitations on yourself. Go as fast as possible. Do it without doing X, you know? You artificially increase the difficulty. Completing the game is easy. With no restrictions, I could do that every single time without fail. Doing it without taking damage, doing it as fast as possible, very difficult. People still think millennials are kids. Like millennials are in their 30s now, right? How old is the oldest millennial and how young is the youngest millennial? Because I'm just barely a millennial, right? Because it's 90s. 25 is the youngest? Oh, 1979 to 1996? So what's the age range? So the youngest is 25. So it's 25 to 40. And so it's really funny when you see these articles still coming out where they're like, damn millennials. And it's just like, my guy, most, most millennials are full-time jobs and shit and trying to save for a house and whatnot. They're not kids. <laughs> not seeing eye to eye with my optometrist. I did an interesting interaction yesterday. I went to my optometrist for the first time in like two and a half years. I know what brought it on, but we talked about politics for like 20 minutes before I did my eye examination or whatever. Interesting conversation. I guarantee it was clear, very obvious that each of us were, we, we didn't see eye to eye on a lot of things, but uh, discussing why that is the case and what leads to these disagreements and whatnot was interesting, but not a conversation I was either prepared for or that I was particularly, particularly open, hoping to have with my optometrist, right? Because you don't want to piss off a person who's checking on your eyes. But he's a smart dude. It's, it's one of those people who, I'm sure if we wrote out our views of the world and um, what we wanted in society, our values and whatnot, we disagree very much so. But he's a smart dude. He's good at his job and that's basically all that matters to me. Because that's why I go there, because he's good at his job, you know? 
<laughs> yes, we don't see eye to eye, yes. Will GTA 5 Expanded Enhance require a new speedrun leaderboard? Am I ready for the enhanced version of GTA 5? Absolutely, dude. My only concern is it's going to make a lot of my facts and glitches redundant because they're no longer going to be applicable. Or it's going to completely destroy patch 1.27 or whatever. Or it's going to be so amazing and none of it's going to be usable with 1.27. To the extent where even if we can play 1.27, we won't want to because it'll be so much worse. Because it's entirely possible that they will change like every file of the game and like 1.27 won't load at all. Cross that bridge when we come to it. When's the expected release? Uh, late 2021. You think I'm overconfident in Rockstar? Thinking that the expanded enhanced version is going to be anything significant? If you compare the 360 version to the Xbox One, PlayStation 4, PC version, it's night and day. There's subst substantive changes. Everything looks smoother, the layout's better, the graphical settings are massively improved. The take two on a call to uh, was it? Those are their shareholders. I know there's just been uh, people uh, higher offs from Take Two have made statements saying that it's going to be significant in terms of the changes graphically. Did, did the did the did the ramble come out? I put the exact quote in there, but there's they claim they're doing more than simply re-releasing the game, and given that they're waiting so long after the release of PlayStation Five to do it, why would they be waiting? If they were just gonna do, if they were just gonna do some cash grab re-release with no changes, why not just do that with the release of PlayStation 5? Be one of the first games that is purchased with the system. No, they're waiting. Look, I'm not so optimistic that I think we're getting like a single-player DLC or something. I think it's gonna be fundamentally the same game, but improved graphically. But we might get some technical improvements as well. I'm not sure, but I, I, I it's gonna, it, you are gonna be able to see the difference. It's going to be a change similar to going from the 360 version to the PlayStation, uh, the, the PC version. You wonder what the release would do for the leaderboards? If indeed the expanded enhanced version is so different from the pre-expanded enhanced that it could be considered to be an entirely different run, uh, then you would end up making multiple leaderboards. Like the, the new version of the game would have to be fundamentally just better on every level for the current leaderboards to be retired. And it's hard to imagine how different the game would have to be for new leaderboards to be justifiable. Like the main reason why there isn't like a 360 PlayStation 3 leaderboard is because no one wants to run that and it's just a much worse playing experience. But if the new version is a much better playing experience, then that would be a, a different thing entirely that might incentivize uh, a different response. Yeah, they could rework guns or car physics and all that stuff. It's possible. Does someone have the quote? It's, it's like graphical and technical improvements that will push the boundaries of what is currently possible or something like that. I don't believe they'll rework much of the game because it will just cause more unexpected bugs and Rockstar can't program for crap. Rockstar has the incentive to make it so their game competes with the next generation, you know. The game is still selling a lot. When people buy new consoles, they buy Grand Theft Auto V that can't last forever unless the game can graphically compete, you know? The new generation versions of GTA 5 will feature a range of technical improvements, visual upgrades, and performance enhancements to take full advantage of the latest hardware, making the game more beautiful and more responsive than ever. Like, that, that's, a, that's a lofty claim. Like, I have to imagine if Rockstar and Take-Two didn't believe in what they were doing, or that what they're doing would be received at least some level of positivity, they wouldn't be talking it up like this. They'd be just be saying nothing. 
Why come out and be like, guys, we're going to be pushing the boundaries of what's possible? Why wait so long for an announcement? I think all evidence suggests they're not half-assing it. And as long as we keep our expectations at a reasonable level, we won't be disappointed. I see your arguments are good, but it's Rockstar, though. Hey, I mean, they did put in that new code change to improve the loading. We all thought they wouldn't do that, but they did. Or at least, let's, let's, we had our doubts, let's say, because we all knew it was technically possible. It's just, you know. Did Among Us need COVID to be successful? I wonder if Among Us would have still gotten off the ground without COVID and stuff. I think it would have, honestly. The things that led to Among Us's recognition didn't have anything to do with COVID. Because it was Soda Poppin' and then Admiral Bulldog playing it on stream. And then streamers realizing that they can play it with each other and stuff. Like just Soda Poppin' giving it, showing it to 20,000 people or whatever in that stream. And streamers as well was enough, you know. Would it have been as big as it is as it got? No, not in, nowhere close. But it, it, it definitely would have finally seen some measure of success beyond having a few dozen players, you know. Can you start a fire by shooting a trail of oil in real life? Can a bullet light a trail of petrol? Like if you shot a trail of petrol, it wouldn't actually light, would it? Unless it was like against something that would spark. Like if it's like, if it's like against metal or something and you fired a bullet at it, it could like spark maybe? Against that dirt, there's no way it'd spark, right? Cause just, it's just, it's just metal hitting dirt. Incendiary round on me? Yeah, because there'd be, there'd be fire, wouldn't it? It's just types of bullets maybe could do it. But certainly that scene that we saw back there. Complete bullshit. What's that? This game isn't perfectly realistic. Use flint and steel? I saw this documentary, it was called uh, Minecraft. And they, they showed that flint and steel can be used to uh, light fires. Including making portals to other dimensions. Very educational. Mythbusters tried lighting fuel on fire with a bullet and it didn't work. Yeah, but Myth Mythbusters is is totally in the uh, in the pocket of big flint and steel industry. You know, they're trying to sell more flint and steel. They don't want you to realize you can choose one bullet to light that shit on fire. Wake up, sheeple! Would I do a subathon? Would I ever do a subathon? That is a fantastic question. I could absolutely, without a doubt, sit here all day playing Heroes of Might and Magic 3 or playing random games of my childhood or something just grabbing random Sega games that I find enjoyable games I've always wanted to play again and I would just say nothing or like the occasional word like oh I got that guy good it'd be the most boring content you've ever seen and I could do that for hours and hours on end I could probably do that all day you wouldn't enjoy it though the kind of content that I create, where I ramble here and I, I, I do challenge runs and stuff, this stuff is tiring. Subathons where I don't have to try to be interesting or energetic, I just have to stream, I could do that, you know? There is a huge difference between being an engaging, talkative streamer, reading chat, versus just playing video games on stream. Anyone can play video games on stream, or rather they can just play video games normally, but just happen to be streaming it. But not everyone can stream video games and make it kind of interesting, or engaging, or be communicative, you know? Wanting to play Skyrim again. Whenever I get to this mission, because of the joke I made involving Skyrim, I always think about Skyrim when I get to this mission, and it makes me want to play it again. I know though if I played it, I wouldn't find it satisfying. I want Elder Scrolls 6, or as I often say, Skyrim 6. Skyrim is very replayable though, yeah, and especially because I haven't played it in a bajillion years, but 
I just don't think I, I could make that very good stream content, you know? I could, nah. And Fallout's never appealed to me. I don't like post-apocalyptic stuff. Be sure to like the video and subscribe to my channel. It costs you nothing, and I wish you all the best.